Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. So Stephanie, I'd like to talk a bit now um, about loyalty marketing, because you have a great deal of experience with loyalty programs. Obviously, we've talked about that already. But um, I know that you received this Freddie Award, which is a award recognized by peers. So my understanding is that it's industry who vote on the winner of that award. And that's something that you received when you were at Starwood. So can you first talk about that, um, that award and the recognition you received and the program that you worked on at Starwood that led to that? Yeah. So, um, so thank you for that. Yeah, when I, the Freddie Awards is an industry award um, for the travel industry. I don't know. I don't know if it's still around today. But at Starwood, we had run we, we had run it for having the best promotions in market to to consumers at the time, and it was actually voted on by the travelers themselves. So our actual travelers for Star preferred guests, you know, voted that they liked our promotions better than than our competitors. And, you know, when you win an award like that, it was definitely a team effort, right? You know, you work on those things with a variety of, of people. And, you know, awards are nice. They're, they're nice recognition. But at the end of the day, for me, the most important thing is the results. Um, you know, the, the, the results are really, for the company, um, more important than necessarily, you know, some sort of award. Because by the time we got that award, we knew the promotions were successful because, consumers took advantage of them. So we already knew that, that they liked it. Um, and, you know, any award I've ever won is, is on the backs of my team um, and a variety of other people around me who helped me and make me look good every single day. So what was it about that program that made it so likable by travelers? It was simple and it was rich. You know, and simplicity is key. It, you know, if you, you talk about previous like things that don't work, things that are complicated. Consumers can't, can't, right? As consumers, yeah. we have too much going on in our to try to be like, wait, what are the hurdles of this promotion? Like, you have to just keep it really simple. So we, we ran, you know, really simple promotions. I think at the time it was, it was called free night, free nights, um, free weekends or something like that, where, you know, it's like, you know, stay two nights at a Starwood property and you got a free weekend award. And, it was super simple, like stay, get a free weekend and, um, and, you know, get away for the weekend and consumers loved it because it was really rich and it was really simple and they didn't have to sort of jump through hoops to figure it out. Um, and I've gone back to that tactic time and time again, of, 
keeping it simple. Yeah. It's interesting because when you talked about failures at Duncan, when we were talking about, you know, what are some of the things that didn't work? What you said right off the bat was that promotions that were too complicated that consumers couldn't figure out. And we've just come back to that now. So clearly this keep it simple concept is key to any program. Correct. And, and the, the, you know, sometimes that's tough because you start to run all your pro formas and your analysis and you're trying to, you know, get, get your, to, to, for the promotion to be profitable. And you're like, this is too rich. This isn't going to work. You know, you have to balance, should I do it at all? You know, so there is a fine balance and you do want a promotion to be profitable. Um, you know, you want it to have a good, you know, cost per acquisition and all that, but you also want to make sure that it's effective at scale. What can happen is you can end up narrowing in a promotion and narrowing in your audience to get something to be profitable, but you haven't necessarily moved the needle overall because you're not reaching enough people. So a lot of times what I say to my team is what is the purpose of this? Is the person, is the purpose of this to drive scale? Is the purpose of this to drive profitability to a small group? Like what is the purpose? Because then the metrics will be very, very different. So I'm always saying that to my team when they bring something to me, like, what, what are we trying to achieve here? And then let's talk about, okay, is this the right promotion for that? So in thinking about loyalty marketing and loyalty programs, do you think it's true that every company should have a loyalty program? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I do not. No, I do not think every company needs a loyalty program. Um, I think, I think you need to look at your business. You need to look at the frequency of your business. Um, you know, if you are a business that people normally transact with once a year, you do not need a loyalty program because consumers aren't going to remember it. Mm -hmm. If you are a business where people transact with you frequently, or you would like them to, then a loyalty program helps because they're going to be reminded of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think you have to look at what is, what's your competition, you know, like, you know, um, if, if maybe you're in a space where your competition doesn't have a loyalty program, you know, is, is that worth the investment? The other piece of it, I say, you have to look at loyalty as part of your overall marketing strategy. If you are giving consumers value and discounting in some other way, you might not need a loyalty program because what a loyalty program essentially does is returns value to the consumer right? We get your data, we give you all this value back. If you have another value strategy that is working for your organization and working well, you might not need a loyalty program on top of that, especially if you're still able to capture data. Like for a lot of companies, the benefit of a loyalty program is they're capturing all the data because you have to sign up for it. Mm. But for a lot of e-tailers today, they're getting the data even without a loyalty program because you're checking out and you're putting in your email address. And so they can track you regardless. You know, I mean, in the case of BJ's Wholesale, it was a membership club. You didn't need a loyalty program because in a way by joining you were right. So that's an example, like in some ways you were a loyalty member, but consumers kind of didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon Prime is essentially a loyalty program, but consumers don't consider it a loyalty program. So it takes many, many shapes and forms. Um, some of it can be really overt, like a DD Perks program is, and some of it can actually be um, a little bit more, a little bit more subtle, where you're, it's just a reciprocal relationship of, of you know, written rewards. Not everything I think has to be point tracking and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it absolutely depends on on your business and your industry. Mm-hmm. So besides the companies that you've worked for, 
Is there a favorite loyalty program that you belong to? Yeah, so my, if my team was listening to this, they'd laugh because they know I mention this all the time. I'm a huge fan of the Sephora program. I am like a, I'm like a VIB Rouge. I spend a lot of money at Sephora. And I love their program, one, because it feels really personalized. You know, I, I love their, their digital experience. You know, their app and their website is always really personalized. I can save everything. I can check out in one click. And I like, I like the program just because it is really simple. I can, um, you know, pick the rewards I want when I want them. I can stack my points. I do a lot of traveling. So a lot of their rewards are travel size things, which is great. Now they have a feature you can just take $10 off. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's just simple. It's simple. My points are always there. Um, and I, I rack up a lot when I'm in store, I can redeem points. I can do it online. It's just, it's just kind of like, I don't need to think about it and it's there and they've made the consumer experience really easy to both earn and burn. And that's, that's important. So, you know, another organization or another company might have a similar construct, but if you're, you don't make the customer experience around it easy, it can actually fall apart. So it's not only exactly just what your benefits are in the construct, it's how, you know, um, you use your, your points digitally and in store, which a lot of, I think, companies for, forget about. They're sort of missing that side of it. You know, people have to sort of jump through hoops to to use their points. Then it does it doesn't matter how rich the program is. 